Today, I'm talking with our very own Danielle Barrett at Point Healthcare. Danny's a senior manager in the business. She's got a huge amount of sector knowledge, um, and she's also got a, a great vantage point to witness the inner workings and reactions and advantages and disadvantages of this recruitment strategy that is offering welcome bonuses, both from the perspective of the hiring business and also from the perspective of the applicant. Danny and I had a great chat about what she sees working and not working, how to structure these incentives, and the extent to which she thinks that these incentives are actually helping businesses in the industry right now. When to use them, not use them, traps to avoid. We've got you covered. Hope you enjoy it. Well, Danny, welcome to Talking Healthcare Recruitment Podcast. Thanks uh, for having me. First off, do you want to just introduce yourself quickly? Yeah, of course. So, my name is Danielle Barrett. I am the Healthcare Divisional Manager here at Point Healthcare. Excellent, true story. Right, and we are here to talk specifically today about the uh, the welcome bonus wave that we see going through the industry. Mm-hmm. Nothing new, um, but certainly picking up more and more traction more recently, and we thought it was a, a useful topic for our listeners. So, um, without further ado, let's start talking about it. So, Danny, from your perspective, when did you first start seeing this kick in? Well, I've been working in this sector for eight years now, and I've seen it from the, the, the time I started here, but I know that it did start a little bit before. So I would say it's been around for about sort of 10 years, but definitely the entire eight years that I've been working in the sector. Right. And is that across all levels of the sector or just different particular roles? Um, I would say it initially started with uh, clinical recruitment, sort of nurse level. Um, that's where I saw it initially. Um, but then as the years have gone on, they've rolled it out to sort of more lower level home support. So that could be care assistance. Um, and then more recently, in the past few years, it's been rolled out to very senior level. So that could be sort of deputies, ops, area, home manager. Which... In other industries, from what I've seen, is probably more common than it's aimed at the more senior roles. So it's interesting that our industry's maybe approached it um, the other way around. But I guess perhaps that's because they're aiming it at the the areas that they have least supply or are finding it most difficult to recruit for, I guess. I would definitely say a lot of the clients that we speak to, I mean, every every area is just as important, but a lot of our clients are saying that the senior level roles, the people that are leading from the front, they are now becoming the most important roles that we have to fill and that they need to fill. Um, and it's it's a very, very competitive market, so they need to do something that makes them really stand out. Okay, so who were the, the, the leaders of this initiative originally then? Um, so I would say um, there's a few sort of main leaders now, but the people that really kick-started it, I would say is a company called Boopa. Um, we've been working in partnership with Bupa for just over 10 years now. Um, they were the main ones that I saw leading with this. Um, and then as time's gone on, other companies have started to join in, realising they need to be in line, be competitive, offer similar benefits. But I would say Bupa have been the main leaders in this. Awesome. Okay. Um, so let's, let's focus, I guess, more on recent times then, where it's, it's, it's had more of an uptake across the industry, uh, across more different niches. Um, so what difference are you seeing? What, what difference are they really making for companies that are employing that as a technique? 
I would say, in my personal opinion, although offering bonuses is great, it is more the private sector that are offering this, they're offering things that make them stand out, maybe from the NHS. Um, But I would say, in all honesty, more recently, because so many companies are now adopting this, um, when we when we say so many companies, it's more the larger companies. It doesn't tend to be the more smaller one-off services. It is more your sort of bigger corporate companies. But because so many of them are offering this now, it is losing that sort of standout benefit. Um, and I, I wouldn't say it's overly attracting more candidates opposed to those more smaller one-off services that don't have the luxury to offer these bonuses. So for me, I wouldn't say it's it's a standout benefit anymore. Anymore. Okay, so reading between the lines and at some point it was working for some businesses more than it is now perhaps? Yeah, so I would say, um, and I go back to Bupa being one of the first ones that I was seeing that was offering this because it was quite new. It wasn't being offered widely. Um, it was a standout benefit, but as time's gone on and more recent, mm. um, I wouldn't say it's a huge standout benefit. There are other things that are more important to frontline workers than a benefit of a joining bonus. Okay, so if one of your clients was in the minority and they weren't employing a, a bonus or a welcome bonus of any kind. But they, you know, in to all intents and purposes, they're in the same category. So it's a similar sort of size, mm-hmm. similar sort of brand awareness. Would they be at a disadvantage, do you think, at the moment? No, I wouldn't say they would be at a disadvantage. I, from what I'm seeing in the market... Joining bonus is not what's motivating these frontline workers to apply for these roles. Mm. They are looking for other things that are far more important to them than a joining bonus. Um, It's things like getting a fair hourly rate. Are they being paid for their breaks? Um, And having support and development is what's really, really important for them. Um, You know, they work incredibly hard. They're often moving roles because they feel they're underpaid or undervalued or are hitting a burnout point. Mm. So a joining bonus is not going to incentivize them to join, but getting a fair hourly rate, support, development, and not hitting that burnout point, I would say, is the more important things that they're looking for. Okay. Let's talk about the... The, the nitty-gritty of the, the different structures then. Um, I've overheard conversation in and around uh, your team uh, about you know, some, some structures that are working well, some structures yeah. that are causing problems. So what does a, what does a winning structure look, look like? If a company is still you know, welded to the concept and, and is, is uh, committed to running welcome bonuses, um, what are the ones that are working the best? So there are some that are working really well. Um, The ones that are working well is where they're offering a competitive hourly rate in line with the cost of living at the moment and a joining bonus that's attached to it where the candidate is paid that joining bonus within four weeks of, of joining the company and it's paid in full. They are the ones that are working the best. The ones that maybe aren't working as well is where a bonus is almost there to supplement the hourly rate. So there will tend to be lower hourly rates 
but then a bonus on top of it. But then that bonus is then paid in instalments. So the candidates aren't seeing the bonus sort of straight away. Okay. And what sort of instalment structures um, would be classed as too late? It, it can vary. Um, so, it, for example, if the bonus is £1,000, um, the candidate would often have to complete their probation period. Um, company to company, that probation could be three to six months. And then they would only see half of that bonus. Right. They would then have to complete the remainder going up to one year to see the other half of that, let's say, £1,000. Okay. And you can see why companies would do that because they'd be nervous that they pay all that money out. Absolutely. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, as soon as it's paid out, that person might leave. Going back to the winning structure, so paying mm-hmm. out in full after a month. Yes. That sounds amazing um, from an employee's perspective or future employee's perspective. Um, sounds risky from an employer's perspective. Yeah. Are there any structures behind that, any clauses or anything that, that gives them any protection? Uh, yeah, so every bonus that's paid out comes with terms and conditions. The ones uh, where it's paid out in full after they've completed, generally it's four weeks worth of working. Um, if they leave within a three to six months time frame, again, it could be different companies are three months, other companies are six months. Um, depending on how much they've worked into that time frame. So if they've worked five months into the six months, they would have to pay back some of that money. Okay, so like a pro rata amount. Absolutely. But not as aggressive as to say, um, you know, unless you work a a full year, uh, you have to pay it all back or something like that. No, not that I'm aware of. Most of them work on a pro rata basis. Um, So it... It is there as well, uh, sometimes these joining bonuses, to try and encourage staff retention. I see it from both both parties. You know, if a, if a candidate is joining the healthcare industry and the bonus is there, they're going to want to be paid that as quickly as possible. Yeah. So there is, there is some risk. So the clients will put terms and conditions behind that that you have to stay for X amount of time uh, to retain that full bonus. And I think some clients are using that as well as, as a bit of a retention yeah if we put terms and conditions hopefully we're going to get staff staying long term especially if they've paid been paid it so quickly yeah okay and from your experience your vantage point is that working well or is, is that does do you see examples where that's creating uncomfortable or potentially toxic environments where people are feeling a bit trapped I, I would say, unfortunately, it is the latter. I would say um, that it, it does cause candidates to feel, well, I've got to sign up to this. Um, I'm going to be potentially stuck in a role. Um, I would say it's having the opposite effect. We have actually had candidates that have asked us to forego the bonus. They've not actually, and, and they can absolutely do that. Um, they've been more motivated to join the company. Again, it might be a, a great hourly rate, um, really brought into the staff, the company, the ethos, and have wanted to forego the bonus. That's a really interesting point, actually, isn't it? Because if you're if you're a, an applicant looking at role and feeling pressurised to take a bonus or tempted even to mm. take a bonus, but nervous. You want to join the company, you've got, you know, for the best intentions, you feel like it's the right place, but you're also of that mindset that you don't know until you're there. Yeah. I wonder if it could even go as far as to be almost like an off-put, or they'd be nervous to voice that they don't want it 
which would become in fear of their future employer forming an opinion that maybe they're not as committed as they, they really are. Yeah, and we, we have we have heard that. Um, whereas actually it's it's the total opposite. Um, they want to join, as I sort of said, because they are invested in the company. But look, everyone has a probation period. Um, and a probation sometimes I feel like is aimed just towards the employer, but it's there for both parties. And if a candidate is joining, hopefully because they're invested in the company and feel it's the right choice, they still go through that probation period to check that it is right for them and right for the employer. But by signing into these bonuses, although it does work for some candidates, but being paid it out straight away, sometimes these employees can feel trapped when even maybe it wasn't the right decision to join. But it's really difficult. Sometimes you don't know until you're fully there. Enlightening. Okay, Um, wonderful. Are there any other pitfalls or things that you've seen um, getting in the way associated with uh, with welcome bonuses? Yeah, so I, I would say um, another pitfall, and this is talking from a recruitment um, and a recruiter perspective. Um, all of the clients I work with, I like to think that I work in partnership with them. Um, they offer these joining bonuses for candidates, but sometimes they will not offer the joining bonus if the candidate has come via an agency or via recruitment, which becomes really difficult um, and then sets us up for some awkward conversations um, to tell a candidate that, right, I'm going to help you, I'm going to support you. Yeah, let's get you forward to this client. They're ticking absolutely everything that you're looking for. Then that candidate finds out later on down the line that actually, if they'd have approached that company directly, they possibly would have got a £1,000, £1,500, £2,000 joining bonus. Um, It it makes it very awkward. Um, I understand from the candidate's perspective, they feel they should be entitled to every benefit, whether they've come via us or gone directly. But Mm. I understand from the client's perspective that you know, we have to pay finders fees. Um, And then it can get quite costly and quite expensive. Um, But I do feel that if you're going to offer a bonus, it should be there whether they've gone directly or whether they've come via us. Because in my opinion, we're not just an agency. We're not just recruitment. We are a partnership with our clients. So that candidate should be offered every benefit, incentive, whether it's direct or via us. Interesting, yeah, and, and you can see it from the client's perspective. I guess they've they've developed their welcome bonus structure as maybe an alternative to mm-hmm. using a an external recruiter, um, and to offer that effectively doubles up the cost. But that's a really interesting point. So it sounds like that could actually be very damaging to a, an employer brand um, if you've got someone coming into the business effectively being punished financially for coming into the business via a recruitment consultant, that's not good. They're not yeah. going to come in with the best of feelings about that, are they? We've, we've actually seen candidates that have wanted to join companies, um, really, really bought in, had fantastic interviews, been offered positions, but because they don't get the same benefits going directly, they've actually declined offers because, as you say, it's kind of set that tone and set that bad feeling and yeah. actually made them think, well, actually, do I want to join a company that isn't going to give me all the same benefits and incentives because I've chosen to work with a point healthcare or mm. specifically work with one of these consultants to get the job? Okay. 
Interesting. Okay. Um, to this point in the conversation, it, it sounds as though you're very much um, leaning uh, away from um, the use of welcome bonuses as a, as a strategy overall, and you've given us lots of good reasons um, for that. Yeah, and I think what I'm hearing is, yeah, it's far more important to get the basics right. Yeah. Um, if you've got the basics right first, it's then a case of it's worth considering um, as a potential option on top, perhaps not to be afraid of not using it. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, I do, I do feel for more senior level roles, um, it, it works really, really well. They tend to be slightly larger bonuses as well. Um, I feel it works really, really well. Okay, so for more senior roles. And by senior roles, what are we talking about? Upwards of... I would say um, if we're if we're looking at sort of a care home environment, for example, I would say from deputy manager above, mm-hmm. bonuses work really well. Okay. Right. Any other thoughts or advice um, for businesses that might be either thinking about it or, or already underway with such a, a concept? I think you touched on it earlier. I think I think these companies, they need to get their basics right. Um, cost of living is increasing. I think we need to focus on getting a fair hourly rate for these frontline workers. Have you got the support in place? Have you got the training in place? They should be the things that are incentivizing the companies to, to join. Not because these people are money motivated, because they're not by any means, especially taking a permanent role. They do it because they care about the role, but they want to be paid fairly. That would be my key thing to get right, then add these additionals on top. Awesome. And for me, this has been really fascinating because I was expecting you to be quite pro um, mm. these, these bonuses. And obviously, as a recruiter and manager of a uh, a division of recruiters I imagine you want your clients to, to have every incentive they can come up with to attract talent yeah. and the fact that you in, from your position are saying you don't necessarily think it's the way to go I think is quite enlightening yeah I'll see I hope, I hope it's helped it certainly has thank you very much Danny pleasure talking to you perfect thank you